Alrighty, here we go. Welcome back to A Word from the Wise Podcast. This is episode 3. Today we will be moving on to more advanced advice. So, if you have not heard the previous episodes, you may want to go get caught up so you can keep up. Heads up, this one's not very good, but at least it's long. So buckle up, buttercup. I would like to dedicate this episode to my wife's precious cat. Name redacted. Even though he has full-blown AIDS and warts growing out of his face and drools too much, he somehow managed to do the impossible and, against all odds, gain my genuine affection. But only after I confirmed with multiple veterinarians that he couldn't transfer any of his dreadful diseases to me. He was rescued from the mean streets of location redacted in 2017 and now gets to eat duck pate flavored friskies, shit indoors, and sleep in a king-size bed at night. He is truly living the American dream for stray cats. My only problem with him is that, by my count, he gets on average 13.7 I love yous for every one I get from my wife, that she unashamedly and unironically calls herself, his mom, and that I am not allowed to pet him hard, like the dog I deserve. But I can't really blame the cat as much as his mom for these things. This one's on him though, every morning, when I go to feed him, he will slowly walk right in front of me in a serpentine pattern, and with his tail up high while meowing loudly. It's the same traffic brake move cops will do to slow down traffic on the highway. It infuriates me to no end, as I am convinced one of these days I am going to trip over him and break my neck. Here's a bit of advice to any cats and highway patrol officers listening to the sound of my voice, get out of the way already. Speaking of cat rescue, a few years ago, my wife took in a stray cat and her six newborn kittens, all of which he had a horrific case of Giardia. Giardia is a gastrointestinal parasite that, according to the internet, gives you violent and uncontrollable diarrhea, as opposed to diarrhea you can keep under control. Anyhow, we decided to keep these cats at my mother-in-law's while getting them healthy and adopted out. It seemed fair at the time, because I blame her for passing on her wretched cat rescuing genes and values to my poor wife. Unfortunately, the autonomous vacuum somehow got into the ever-rising pool of diarrhea from the sick and not yet litter box trained kittens and proceeded to smear a film of shit throughout the entire house. It was like that blood elevator seen from The Shining, but with less blood and more parasite-riddled poop. By the way, kudos to the software engineers at Roomba, because that robot really does thoroughly cover every square inch of your floors. Keeping with the cat rescue theme, today's advice is a two-parter, adopt don't shop, and, as the great Bob Barker used to say, spay or neuter your pets. By the way, have you seen that episode of The Price is Right, featuring a young Jesse Pinkman? Even back then I could tell that kid would be trouble. Anyways, Here's how you can conveniently fix a cat from the comfort of your own home. Horrific details redacted. Just make sure to wash the spoon real good when you're done. Here's one last cat story for today. This one certainly qualifies as one of our more shameful family secrets. It's the time my wife accidentally shared a hypodermic needle with the aforementioned FIV positive cat. So, she was trying to inject him with subcutaneous fluids, right? And for some reason, I was assisting, even though I was grossed out and freaking out about the whole procedure. After several attempts at inserting the needle, but failing to find the right spot, we decided to take a break, and I may have over-tightened the cap on the used syringe in an attempt to secure its contaminated contents. 
After some guidance from Google, my wife was ready to give it another try. However, she had to pull so hard to uncap it, and the cap flew off with so much force that the needle somehow rebounded deep into her thumb. True story. I still get queasy thinking about it. I have been monitoring her closely ever since, but, as of now, she still shows no signs of developing superpowers, except for a heightened sense of recall and resentment at me because of this unfortunate accident. That's enough cat talk for today. Does anyone else find it objectionable when asked to round up your change at the store checkout for a good cause? First off, I have it on good authority that these places collect our change to donate, yes, but they submit the donation as their own, in order to claim it for tax evasion purposes. It's not very altruistic when you think about it. Granted, I am not likely to send in my 21 cents to help end child hunger unprompted, but I don't think the supermarket should be profiting from my generosity either. It also seems a bit demeaning to the hard-working cashiers, who are reduced to panhandling on behalf of their employer. However, in light of recent pandemics, and, in a very rare moment of humanity for me, I decided to donate a whopping $2 to the CDC Foundation. I have genuinely been regretting that decision for weeks. Isn't funding federal agencies what our tax dollars pay for? What's next? Will we be guilted into donating to fund Medicare? Likewise, I don't understand why our firefighters have to be out there slinging firehouse sandwiches so they can gas up the fire engine. These men and women are real heroes, not mere sex offenders like Jared Fogel. By the way, if you are hashtag blessed enough to live in an area with a Jimmy Johns, you should go ahead and forget about firehouse subs and subway. From what I hear, this Jimmy John fellow is a deplorable elephant shooting POS, but boy does he make a mean number 9 with hot peppers. And that's the last thing I'll ever say about the pandemic. Well, that's it for today. Hope you learned something good. Over and out.